You're listening to the Q's Podcast, episode 31. Whether you are listening at work, at home, or perhaps as you work out, on behalf of the Q's Podcast team and the entire staff at Q's, we say thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Q's Podcast. It has been fun connecting with you in this forum. We use it as a means to talk to credit union industry leaders and cross-industry experts for a wide range of perspectives on trends and topics relevant to you. I'm your host, James Lenz, Q's Professional Development Manager. Today, we are talking executive compensation surveys with Michael Becker. Michael is a CPA and Vice President of Industry Insights Incorporated. Your credit union's future depends on its ability to remain competitive. That's the foundation upon which Q's surveys are built. Thanks to the data you and your peers share, these surveys supply the information you rely on to confidently make decisions about your board, compensation, and staffing. The Q's Executive Compensation Survey provides you with insight, statistics, and customizable reporting tools to help you attract and retain well-qualified professionals. Benchmark your organization against others based on asset size, region, membership size, and so much more. Some key takeaways from this episode include the purpose of salary surveys, trends in credit union executive compensation, and how to obtain and best use survey results. Now it's time to go straight to my conversation with Michael Becker. We have Mike Becker on the line. Mike, thank you very much for being a guest in the Q's podcast. Thanks, James. Happy to be here. I'm excited to have you because we have not had a guest on executive compensation and isn't, Mike, your job then? You host surveys and you collect data and then you provide analysis for that. You do that for Q's, for the Q's Executive Compensation Survey. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. The company I work for is Industry Insights, and we are a survey research and analytics company where we work with basically hundreds of different associations providing survey research, other types of analytics work, and those Associations range anywhere from financial institutions to healthcare, even to concrete. So um, our expertise is in the survey research and analytics department, not necessarily within any specific industry, but just kind of data expert from that standpoint. Well, you help Q's provide a great service to our members. I just want to start the conversation off a little bit by if you would be willing to share some trends on executive compensation salaries. Are they increasing, decreasing? Just to get a peek on what's going on with that. Yeah, absolutely. So within the report that we produced this year, we have a same sample analysis. So basically, we looked at anybody who provided data for the, the survey last year as well as this year and did a comparison to see how that group is trending. And using the same sample is a much better way to gauge actual trends within the industry because you're looking at the exact same people in the exact same positions, where if you're looking at what we call an independent sample, where maybe you have um, only a 50% retention rate from one year to the next, the size of the credit union can drastically influence those trends. So one year you may see a 40% increase if larger credit unions were participating, or if smaller credit unions were the majority one year, then you'd see huge declines from year to year. So what we did is by looking at that same sample, we were getting that apples-to-apples comparison from one year to the next. And in general, we saw that on both an average and a median basis, 
an increase for all the positions that we surveyed for. So in the, in the survey itself, we have 19 positions that we collect data on. Every position that we were able to show on the same sample basis, we saw an increase. Generally, it was anywhere between 3 to about 8% increase based off the position. Wow, interesting. Now there's some offerings that those who receive this executive compensation survey, there's a physical report, a very extensive summative document, and then you also offer online source where you can filter based on various needs such as maybe geography. Can you describe a little bit about what you receive? What does analysis look like? What are you able to do with the results, the analysis? Sure, absolutely. So the typical kind of executive summary report, which is a PDF download that you can download through the site once you have a subscription, that has kind of a overview of the different positions, the 19 positions that we survey on. Yeah. They have that same, we have the same sample analysis in there. We have some information on the economy just so people know, hey, here's what the economy is doing. Here's what's forecasted for next year. Just a little bit of analysis on that, letting people know what to kind of expect moving into 2017. And then we basically do a one-page write-up on each of the positions showing their compensation levels at base salary, base salary plus bonus, and then total compensation at various different asset sizes. And the, the big trend in the industry, obviously, is the, the larger the credit union based off of assets, typically the more you're going to get paid. So we want to break it down by the different asset sizes to allow people to kind of put themselves in the correct category when they're looking at the different compensation levels. Makes sense. Just want to be a more useful tool. So what can they do then? Right. Absolutely. So you don't, you know, if you're a, a $50 million credit union, you don't want to necessarily compare yourself to a billion dollar credit union. So we allow them to slot themselves appropriately to, to get the most out of the data. So that, that, that's kind of that PDF executive summary uh, report that's downloadable. Then the online reporting tools. So this year we actually gave the online reporting tools a bit of a makeover where it's much more of a dashboard style. Uh, it's a cleaner look. It, you know, it's something that on the report output, it, it's a little bit of an upgrade from what we've had in the past. So we're, we're excited to have launched this. It's just launched on May 31st, so it is available for anybody who is listening. And, and we're excited about it. You know, it's gotten good feedback, and it, we like where we've gotten with it. But within the online reporting tools, we have a couple of different options available. One is called the Compensation and Benefits Reports by Position. So what that allows you to do is select any of those 19 positions that we have data on. And so you'd select the position. You can run a report, see um, all the data output, which would include things like the compensation levels, but also perks, other types of benefits, retirement benefits, information on contracts that sort of thing for each position. Within that, you are also able then to filter the data by things like asset size. So if you want to get granular and look at only those with a similar asset size to your, your own credit union, you can do that. You can also do things, filter by region, membership base, state, metro size. And then within that report, you can also, since we're looking at one specific position, you can filter the data by education level, years of experience in the financial services industry, and then also whether that person has a CCE designation. Wow. That so, is really nice. All yeah, that so it really, Yeah. So it allow, allows the people who are, are, you know, those data nerds, 
which I am myself, so that's not a derogatory <laughs> term by any means, but it, it allows them really to dig deep into the data. And within each of those filters, you can multi-filter the data too. So if you want to look for specific asset size in a specific region, you can do that as well. So it's not just limiting to each of those different filter types, but you can use them in conjunction together. Wow, I can see how that can be really, really helpful. Wow, that's interesting. Are the filters different than some other years? Are there some additional ones? The filters have remained the same. Uh, typically, we have found that the majority of people do filters based off of asset size and region. So those are the most prominently used ones, and we make those right in front. And then we ca we call the other ones basically advanced filters because we have them available, but they're not used as frequently. Wow, really neat. So that kind of gives a little description of how credit unions are able to use this survey so they can run their analysis with their peer groups, with geography. Mike, so how else can participants compare themselves to the online data? Sure. So within the online portal, when you're in that filter page trying to identify what kind of report you want to run, we have the option in there that's already defaulted check for you to show my credit union data. So what that is, is if you participated in the survey within the, this last survey cycle, your data is in our system, and we will show your data alongside those industry comparatives. So what's really nice about that is once you get into the report, you can print that out to a PDF, you can export it out to Excel, and you can have your own compensation data, all the responses that you provided for that position right next to that industry data. And on that output, we show which filters you selected, so there's no guessing on what that is later if you print it out and, mm -hmm. and save it later. So it's a nice way just to quickly look at the compensation levels and other benefits and perks and things like that that you are providing to your executives and compare that to what other people in the industry are doing. Wow, really nice tool, great resource. Are there any other trends that you have found in the credit union industry? In general, the credit union industry just continues to see good growth on a compensation level basis. As I mentioned, most of them were in that you know three to seven percent or three to eight percent range, where for the country as a whole, there's a World at Work survey that that gets conducted where they ask for expected increases of pay across all industry types of so manufacturing, distribution, you know, financial services, mm -hmm. retail, everything in between. And that typically has been reported at 3% regardless of employee types of so executives, employees, just um, you know, middle management and kind of like support staff. Everybody's basically kind of at a 3% increase expectation. But we've been seeing over the past few years and even probably expected next year is higher percent increases within credit union executives than what we're seeing overall as a country as a whole. So just in general, it seems to be a, a good <laughs> thriving industry as far as compensation increases versus much of the rest of the general public and the working public. That'll be great. I'm sure our listeners will be happy to hear that. Uh, Mike, how was this survey conducted? Sure. So historically, this survey has been done for you know over a decade. I, I'm not exactly sure when it began. We started working with Q's and partnering with them on this in 2013. You know, I, as many surveys have grown, you know, it used to be a traditional paper-based survey that would go out. People would fill it out. They would get kind of a hard copy report back or maybe a PDF report back. Um, the evolution of this study has been from that 
to obviously moving to online surveys where you can input your data online, then reports online. And about, I'd say, I don't know, eight to 10 years ago, Hughes had moved to what would be considered kind of a real-time platform where people would put in their data. It would update throughout the year. So if you filled it out in January, it would go into the database in January. If you filled it out in August, it would still go into the database in August. And eventually what would happen is the, the goal was basically as an executive had their data, you know, had a review, maybe had a, a change in their compensation level, the thought would be somebody would go in, update for that position, and then you would have the most current data possible. But what we found over the last few years is that everybody kind of is in a, a state of wanting data right now. Yes. So instead of necessarily updating their data, they would just go to the tools, pull the data they needed, and not input themselves into it. So what we saw was some declining participation over the past few years, which, you know, it, it's understandable. Everybody's enough. We need it now kind of kind of um, right. mentality throughout our day-to-day life. So with that kind of decrease, what we decided was let's take a step back and go back to a more traditional type of survey fielding. So we this year and what we plan on doing moving forward as well is we opened up the survey on January 1 and collected data through the end of March. So that's kind of a typical survey cycle that people do for a lot of different compensation mm-hmm. studies. That way we're always saying, everybody, please provide the data as of January 1. We don't have this kind of mixing and matching of different months of submissions, and it just kind of focuses people to submit their data. So if you were a participant, you get to see your own data versus the rest of the industry. If you missed this year, unfortunately, we won't have any way to show your data versus the rest of the industry. That's something you have to participate in order to do. So I'd highly recommend anybody to actually participate if they want to be able to do those comparisons to the industry data. But what we found with with this more traditional style is when we decided to move towards it, our total credit union participation was around, say, 220 last year. And right now in the system, we have about 320. So we did see a a rather large increase of basically 100-plus credit unions by kind of going back to the old system, putting deadlines in place, making sure people know, hey, if you want this additional benefit of comparing yourself, you have to participate by this date. So uh, we were very pleased with that, you know, seeing that large participation jump, really good increase, which just makes the data itself much better for everybody using it. So, you know, that is something we are planning on moving forward in future years, doing it the same way. And I just want to make sure that people listening know that and get their data in on time for next year. Wonderful. I can see how consistency can really help develop some really good data that way uh, rather than different times of the year. So that, that's a good note uh, for our listeners. Also, this is not just a CEO compensation survey. It's not just a CEO salary survey. What are some other uh, positions in the credit union that uh, people have taken part in? What are there some uh, other titles? Sure. So on the executive side, we have 19 different positions. So the salary survey is essentially broken up to an executive compensation survey and an employee salary survey. The executive compensation survey, we have 19 different positions, which include things like, like you mentioned, the CEO, also the chief financial officer. We have executive vice president, top marketing executive, compliance officer, chief operations officer, 
and down the line. So basically, we're looking at the top level positions for each of the different departments, as well as all the kind of the C-level positions. So uh, again, we have 19 uh, executive level positions that we include in the output. On the employee side, we have 64 positions that we collect data on, and those range from you know accountants to uh, call service representatives to IT administrators and down the line. So it pretty much just kind of encompasses everybody else that's not at that executive level. So, you know, overall we have 80 plus positions included amongst the two survey types, the executive survey and the employee survey. Great. Yeah, it's good to mention that there are two types of surveys. Great information, Mike. I appreciate you sharing that with our listeners and being a guest in a QC podcast. Again, thank you so much. All right. Thanks, James. All right, before we conclude the show, I want to bring in our own Q's Products and Services Manager, Laura Lynch. Welcome to the show. Thank you, James. I appreciate it. I was glad to hear Michael talking about the survey results, and he gave a great summary of our most recent executive compensation survey results. And each year, we're using our online executive compensation survey tool to survey credit unions of all asset sizes across the entire United States. Both CUSE members and non-members participate in our survey each year. Our most recent data was gathered in early 2017, and credit unions were reporting executive compensation as of January 1, 2017. We collected data on 19 executive-level positions, such as CEO, CFO, compliance officer, business development executives, and other executive positions. Our survey collects salary and bonus information, as well as benefits data for each position. Our benefits data includes insurance, retirement plans, perks such as paid parking and club memberships, things like that, as well as employment contract details, such as the length of the contract, renewal possibilities, and severance pay. All credit unions, regardless of their participation in the survey, may purchase access to our executive compensation reports. The reports are available online and include dynamic, customizable tools. Our custom reports allow you to select your peer group. For example, if you're a $500 million credit union in Texas, you may select filters of 500 to 900 million in the southern region. And this lets you find your peer group. You control the reports, so you create the peer group. To find out more about the Q's Executive Compensation Survey, visit qs.org slash ECS. Credit unions may purchase reports at any time, and our next survey period will be January through March 2018. Wonderful. Thank you, Laura. Appreciate you adding to the show. It gives our listeners a chance to take action upon the survey and at least to find out more information about it. Thank you. Thanks, James. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast from Q's. If you have not yet subscribed to the Q's podcast, I encourage you to do so. The great benefit of subscribing to the podcast is that all episodes will be automatically uploaded to your device. That means you'll never miss a single episode. You can subscribe to the Q's podcast and all sorts of podcast directories. Some of them include Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. Don't forget to listen to our past episodes. We think you'll find them rich in content and be of service to you. Also, if you have the chance to leave us a rating and comment, that would be great. That gesture will help us get the word out to even more dedicated credit union professionals like you. And don't forget to spread the news about the podcast to your colleagues and friends. Also, if you have not yet checked out the speaker lineup, the new format, and all of the exciting professional development offerings for our October CEO Executive Team Network Conference, be sure to visit cues.org slash CNET. 
Listeners, thanks once again for joining us. It's an absolute pleasure for us to deliver this show to you. Stay tuned. We are just getting started. We have a lot of new and exciting shows heading your way. For more talent development content from Q's, visit Q's.org. Now that is C-U-E-S dot O-R-G. If you're a Q's member, you have access to invaluable membership benefits to further enhance your development. Visit Q's.org slash membership to learn more. Q's is an international credit union association. Our mission is to educate and develop credit union CEOs, directors, and future leaders. To learn how Q's can help you realize your potential, visit Q's.org today.